Welcome to There's No Place Like Summer Camp podcast. I'm Andrew Waterhouse, and in this week's episode, we'll be going over some of the best British things that you can take with you to camp, as well as a quick update on my book too. So come on into our tent, and I'll spill the beans. Hey guys, welcome to the fourth episode of There's No Place Like Summer Camp. I hope you've been loving these episodes as much as I have been loving making them. It is such a blast to finally put all of these episodes out there because I have been repressing these for so long. But here we are with the fourth episode and this one's a pretty interesting one. The best British things you can take. So of course for the international viewers maybe it'll be an interesting little insight of what I recommend we bring. Um... And for the British guys, obviously, it's going to be, you know, this is what you want to bring, especially for your first year of camp, where you're trying to introduce yourself to uh, everyone there and what your culture is all about, because that's what summer camp is. It's a combination of cultures all around the world coming together to form this amazing experience for not only for the kids, but for you as well. So just before we begin, I'd like to make a quick little update on what's going on in my book seeing as I haven't really mentioned what's been going on with the book and why it's been taking so long and all that good stuff. So I thought occasionally in my podcast, I'd love to give you a bit of an insight of what's going on, what I've been doing and what's upcoming with it. So currently, it's been going through many iterations. It's called There's No Place Like Summer Camp and I've been working on it for about two years. It was the diary that I kept while I was over there in... uh, Camp America but it was written at pretty much midnight every night and I was absolutely shattered I was just jotting notes around and it's taken a lot of time to make it flow and make it work for someone that didn't go to my camp so they know who everyone is know what they look like know what all these Jewish terms mean and all that good stuff and make it enjoyable so at the moment I've been adding a lot of flow been chilling out man I've been riding those waves adding a lot of flow so at the moment I've been adding a lot of dialogue because I actually went to a author meetup the other week and I read my book out for the first time and it was a pretty daunting experience so I read it out and they basically said it's a good book it's a good concept but at the moment it feels like a glorified blog post because all you've got is monotonous descriptions about where you are and what you're doing and kind of there's nothing to break it up so they really recommended adding some dialogue so that's what i've been doing i've been going back and remembering how conversations went of course it's not going to be directly from their mouths but i'm going to put a little bit of a um heads up that it's not directly 100 percent legit because some of it has to be like made a little bit better so it can flow and it's not from the horse's mouth but all of the stuff i've been writing in the book has been like truthful and nothing's been like 100% oh that's complete bullshit that never happened it's based on truth so I hope you enjoy it's really cool um and on top of this this is really exciting for me uh especially because I've been actually submitting my book to various writing competitions I didn't really realize how many of these there were out there and I bumped into one the other day and it's for a pretty pretty good prize so 
I've been working to a tight deadline. I'm going to be submitting it later on this week, actually. And I'll be really excited to see how that progresses. Even if they just give me some feedback, it'd be very much appreciated. And all of the, these prizes in these writing competitions, they're so luxurious and they'll really help the book out. Because, like, so far it's been really really hard to edit the book when you're the person that's reading it and when you give the book out and people aren't reading it you're like oh come on I really need that help so it'd be really good to maybe pay for an editor maybe get a professional cover design as well and then I'll be able to like get a proper publisher and all that good stuff so it's a real snowball effect I'm submitting it to the various writing competitions of course I'll try and update you when I hear back so let's get on the episode this is the best British things you can take with you to camp. So first off, one of the very first things that I 100% take with me every time I go to America, no matter if it's camp or not, is some dairy milk. So when you're packing your suitcase, you should have plenty of room in your suitcase for spare space. There shouldn't be a cramming extravaganza going on in your suitcase because you're going there for what, two months or so? and you want to have enough space to be able to live out of your suitcase but also add to it as well so when you're out there you can go to walmart you can buy souvenirs you can bring back stuff so on the way there i highly recommend packing that extra space with some dairy milk and some good british sweets just to show americans and everyone else who's there what british food's like plenty of americans absolutely love the dairy milk out there because Oh, it's just so incredible compared to the Hershey's chocolate out there. It's it's like above and beyond in a completely different league. Like our chocolate is a lot better than theirs. So I highly recommend taking dairy milk. Not only for like showing Americans what they're missing out on, but also it will make you remember home. When you're feeling a little bit down, you'll have a little chunk of dairy milk. You'll be able to give it out to the guys that are feeling a bit homesick. And it'll give you some brownie points because who doesn't like a bit of dairy milk from time to time? Number two, this was a very random thing that I happened to have in my wallet, but the Americans absolutely fell at the knees for this. These are stamps. Yes, I had stamps in my wallet. I just happened to have like a couple of stamps with the Queen's head on it. And they were like, oh my God, is that the Queen? Oh my God, have you seen her? Do you live next to her? You're your neighbor? All that good stuff. Because I said I was from London when I'm really from like the suburbs of it. They thought like I know the Queen personally and all that good stuff, but taking some stamps it is a good decision to do because i don't know what the american stamps look like but they get really excited about ours so i don't really know like why i guess it's because it's such a famous person on a stamp and they probably never have seen one before and yeah they'll take one away from you and they'll keep it for life being all excited about the queen and or king when that happens jesus christ all right so number three I always, always took my driving license. So when you get when you get there in your first first week or so, you're going to be trying to get to know the new people, the culture clashes, how it's so different on different sides of the world, and all that good stuff. But one of the things that you're going to be showing off to people is your driving licenses. You're going to be like, "Oh my God, mine's plastic, mine's paper, mine's bendable, yours isn't." All this random stuff where it's just like the small details make you like reconsider like your upbringing and how you i don't know it's like it makes you recontemplate how different sides of the world work uh it's not just britain 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 that's the way the whole world works 
And that's kind of how I thought before I actually went to camp. I was like, oh yeah, we're leading the way in how things should be. But no, it's not the case. And taking a driving license is a small memento to show where you're from. And it will also be very handy for when you're outside of camp and you want to grab a drink. Because of course, in the US, the drinking age is 21. So if you're anywhere near 21, they're going to be asking for your ID. And they're not going to really... It's... I've had it a couple of times where they didn't accept my driving license as ID because it's an international license. They'd rather have a passport. So always bring your passport with you if you're going to go and get a drink. But I always took my driving license just because it's always in my wallet and it's really handy to have and it's a good backup if you do ever lose your passport or something like that. Number four. Some people say that the money makes the world go around. So you want to bring some British dosh with you. You want to make sure you bring some British money, whether that's £5 notes, £10 note, £20 note, £50 note, if you really got them, that will that will get my attention. All the coins. You don't want to cram your wallet full with them because you're going to be like walking around with all these coins and notes for like the rest of summer camp. But it is really handy to have because... When you're at camp, you're going to be able to show off people like, oh, this is what a British note looks like. Look at this, how, see how it compares to a dollar or something like that, or euros, something like that. It's really cool, like comparing different like money and how it all works. And you might be able to do some swaps. Uh, and it's a really great memento for someone that you might get close with and they want to remember you by. Money may, may be the, that thing, similar to stamps in a way. Also, bringing money from your own country is a really um, clever move to make because when you return to the UK after all of your solo traveling, you don't want to be stumped when you get to Heathrow because you've only brought dollars with you. <laughs> you want to be able to get off that plane and still continue with that solo travel like independence where you can go over to a McDonald's, grab a Mackey's, and then wait for your mum to come and pick you up. But you know what I mean? It's a really good thing to do. You want to bring some British money with you so you can remain independent and be flexible because you never know what would happen if you get to Heathrow and your mum can't make it. You want to have your credit, your debit card there where you can maybe get a taxi or something like that. You have to be flexible. So remember both the American money and the British money. Okay, so this is a quick plug for the book that I've mentioned already. It's called There's No Place Like Summer Camp. I have been working on it for the last couple of years and it's the diary that I kept over the first summer of doing Camp America. It features all the gossip, all the fun, all the banter, all the girls, all the boys, all the kids, all the staff and all the wanderlust from travelling around camp as well. So... If you think that will be up your alley, why not go check it out? It's available on my website, shop.andrewwaterhouse.com. It will also be available on Amazon as well, closer to the release date. So this is a pre-order. It's a really early heads up. But I thought you should like to know because it is a really good read and really fun. It's the perfect gift for whether you've been at camp before, whether you're going to camp, or whether you're just curious to see what it's all about. Maybe it will tempt you into applying it for yourself. So, on with the list of the best British things to take with you to camp. So, back in the UK, the football is the bread and butter of British sport. The football. The football. <laughs> 
You can't really avoid it though when you're out on a weekend or there's big international tournaments on. And especially when you're around camp when there's the World Cup or there's the Euros or Champions League maybe coming to an end, that kind of time. So you want to make sure you bring your colours. You want to support your team while you're out there. It's It'll be a shirt that many people won't have ever seen before or they've only ever seen it on the TV because football in America is only starting to snowball into a massive conglomerate thing where they're actually starting to take it seriously and people are enjoying watching it. When I was out there for the World Cup, there was plenty of people there sat in the staff room watching football with me, watching the World Cup and getting behind their team and behind the UK and Mexico. There's all these different teams there. And me wearing my Arsenal shirt, yeah, tune out if you're a Tottenham fan. <laughs> uh, me wearing my Arsenal shirt, uh, it kind of made me stand out in a way because they hadn't seen the shirt before. They were more interested in see what Arsenal was all about. And I was like, oh yeah, we finish fourth all the time. Banter, banter, banter. But it was really cool. Like You get to see who different people support. And it's a fantastic, fantastic way to send off for maybe your best friend that you won't see again. So if you make a friend in America who is really you're really close with and you'd love to give them like something to remember you by a couple of people from my camp left over their football shirts because it would have their name on the back or it'd have their like local team on the front and it's a really good way to say i you mean so much to me i'd love to like give you my team's shirt over to you just for you to remember me by so there's plenty of reasons why you'd want to bring your own like football team show that of course there's other teams there's other sports as well so i'd say take a little bit of a risk because you're gonna want athletic shirts anyway so you, you don't want to be wearing these boring polo shirts and uh, long sleeve things you want to have a bit of athleticism as well because it is going to be really hot out there and what better way to show your support for your team for your country by bringing your own shirt with you on to the penultimate one. You want to take your favourite candy because outside the summer camp, you're going to get so many cravings that Walmart cannot satisfy. There'll be so many different sweets and tastes that you miss from back home where you'll be at camp and you'll be like, oh, there's nothing that compares to this. I want a Jaffa cake. I want milk bottles. So when I went to camp, I didn't realise this, but there's plenty of sweets they don't have, like wine gums and uh, I think fruit pastels, maybe one of them. I can't remember the exact ones, but wine gums is definitely one of them. So along with the dairy milk, when I was cramming that into my suitcase, I'd put sweets in there as well. I'd put Jaffa cakes. I'd put everything I could possibly think of that I would maybe miss when I'm at camp because it will really boost your morale and you can share your sweets around. You can make other people's days and you can get some brownie points off some new faces because you're out there you're trying to make new friends and it'd be a good way to say hey try one of my favorite sweets this is a milk bottle so when i was out there i actually brought milk bottles with me they're my favorite type of candy and they're quite rare i'd say like get those dusted ones you don't want to get any of those like plain milk bottles they're not that good but the dusted ones where it gets all over you and all over your shirt and all that that's the that's the bomb right there so I brought a, a small bag of milk bottles with me. 
I shared them around and it was very interesting to see how the Americans reacted. I didn't know that they don't really have them over there, or at least the Americans that were with me hadn't had them before. And it was a bit strange seeing their faces where they were like, what is this? This is gross. And I was like, it's milk bottles. Get over it. It's really nice. And they're like, no, I don't want any more. But there'll be some British people over there with you, of course, and you can maybe give it to them and it will make their day. It'll make them feel a little less homesick. But at the end of the day, they are yours. So if you do want to eat them all to yourself when you're feeling a little bit down, these will be the perfect way to perk you back up. And finally, one of the things that I actually didn't take with me to camp, which I somewhat regret, your own flag. Yes, when I was at camp, it surprised me to see when I was sharing a room with other specialists, with other people, with other volunteers, that there would be flags adorning all of the walls where people were sleeping. That would be from their home countries, of course, whereas I had just come along with my suitcase and nothing else. So they were pinning up all these flags. It would make the room look a lot, a lot more like personable and like relatable, I guess. And I didn't really bring anything, so I had to end up going to Walmart and getting a couple of posters. I think I got a Walking Dead poster and a Minecraft poster. But you really want to bring your flag. It will really like spice up the room. It will show you where it will show you where everyone's from. It will show the room where you're from, and it will start conversations. I don't know how many people you're going to have coming in and out of your room, but <laughs> I'll just leave that to your imagination. So that's the end of that one, guys. I really hope you enjoyed this one. Please subscribe if you enjoyed, and I'll be here next Tuesday when we'll be going over the eight big reasons why you don't want to be fired from camp. It's a very exciting episode. It's taking it up a notch as we edge ever closer into that camp gate. So... Please follow me on Twitter if you enjoyed. It's at AndrewW09. And please let me know of any subjects that you wish to be featured next time. And again, if you could just please hold on. Um, I'm just going to do a quick plug for my book called There's No Place Like Summer Camp, which is the diary that I kept over the first summer of doing camp. It's available on shop.andrewwaterhouse.com. And I'll see you in a week's time.